You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. Well, if it's Arab Shabbos, this must be Rizpah Dereiza. I'm Avram Kibalevich, and I'm here with my good friend, Colin Rizpah I good Arab Shabbos to you, Rizpah Shabbos. Yes, and hopefully next week things will be a little bit easier on many, many fronts. First of all, we'll have a little bit of a longer Arab Shabbos, and hopefully this podcast will go out to people and hear it. And also, hopefully it'll be easier that we'll, and I'm not sure if this is perhaps a fool's wish, but I'm hoping that we're going to be able to have better news in terms of the spread of COVID-19 or the coronavirus, because all of us, as much as we get into the spirit of Purim and be besimcha and looking forward, we all, I think, are sitting here with a sense of trepidation, and I know that uh, in all our communities, where you are, Rabbi Yosef, myself as well, um, we all either know people or are connected to people that have already been touched by this. So it, it's hard to have a, a note of levity, but uh, hopefully a, we should have a note of hope and tip uh, from the Rabbi So I'm sure that uh, you share my feelings on that. Amen. And... Um, so, but as we are approaching Purim, and normally had it not been the coronavirus uh, obsession, which of, which I think is correct, I think we've been hearing, as we did previous years, um, a, a, a very strong reaction from the terror world to curbing drinking, curbing drinking much more than wine, curbing drinking alcohol, and doing our utmost to be ma'akir, uh, when we were growing up, which would be normal. But I think it's probably happened in the last 10 or 12 years, 50 years and a half, a terrible story of accidents and things like that. I think we've pretty much had a standard, uh, coil, coil clearies have come out, answering, uh, drinking unnecessarily. Poor, um, I think you'd agree on that, right? And you probably see that in Muncie as well. Right. Um, and I know I was thinking today that, uh, I, I don't know if that's not necessarily a subject I think that, we could probably disagree on. Uh, you know, I think we've both been in situations where we've had Aliyah Sanurim and probably Dafka because it came through, uh, the effect of what alcohol can do for us. Uh, but I, I think I really want to go back about six months ago when this idea started percolating in my head about the reaction of the terror world to the increasing legalization of marijuana. Um, obviously, uh, there needed to be, I think, in the Torah Velt, when the condemnations came out against the legalization that was happening throughout many, many communities, the, uh, the, it had to be tempered with the idea that, well, what about the fact you want to condemn the legalization of marijuana, the recreational use of marijuana? What about the recreational use that occurs in the Jewish world, in the Frum world, in the modern Orthodox and Frum Haredish world of alcohol, of drinking, especially uh, on the Kiddush, Kiddush clubs and things like that. And there was an attempt to differentiate between why we are coming down so hard on uh, the marijuana use and not coming down so hard on the drinking of alcohol. Now, why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, pull in on this? Well, I think once upon a time, the, uh, when the um, marijuana was seen as a gateway drug and people who did drugs often did many, many multiple forms of drugs, so then uh, it was a problem to have, to, leave, to have marijuana accessible 
and it was more severe than than drink because it, the phenomena went together, uh, marijuana and heavier drugs. I don't think today this applies anymore. I agree. I think that it is marijuana use is the same like uh, c- cigarette use is the same like drinking. It's a vice, but a vice which should not be made illegal and perhaps in moderation is okay. I want to add something here, which is my, I have a tremendous, tremendous taiva, which is to have mushrooms. Uh, you want, you'd like to have some psychedelic mushrooms? Yes. Uh, I, people, I once was giving. Uh, I have, I have some friends that I think can maybe get you some. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it as long as it's still illegal. But I had a shear, a shear some years ago. I went to, I gave and I said, if you don't have Torah, you don't know what happiness is. And mm-hmm. one of the, one of the guys there, I've lost track of him a long time ago. He said, Rabbi, I was high on mushrooms for six months on a beach in Thailand. And uh-huh. that was the true happiness. Uh, that so, was that. Was, so that's like to go back to Dafyemi said. I think this past week. Well, you brought Elam Haza Elo the Oichle mushrooms to say instead of Achav Omri. I'm so, sure there so is. So a, I, a, I, I, I just I just recently one of my Talmidim had this experience here, and he told me about it, and he said it was a profound experience. As we know, for religious people, it's life changing to be a life changing positive experience. So as long as it's illegal, you know, but I don't think even if I could procure them. I should do it, but I do have a tremendous okay. eye for it. Well, all right. So again, when we start talking about the substances, and again, this is quite an admission that uh, you're ready. You'd like to get that high, and at least to know whether it matches that high of figuring out the rashba and the ritva, or writing the big deshesh, or whatever it is. And write the that, big deshesh when you're high. It takes a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but I'm saying the sense of completion, the sense of avayda, the sense of what you've done, that the endorphins that are released there, do you get that same thing when you in, imbibe that? Um, again, somebody in the, I think it was Carlos Costanza, is that the person who was from the, uh, I'm not sure, with the peyote, right? In the 60s, he talked about the the high, but he talked about the higher, okay, the higher states of consciousness that he was able to achieve yeah, uh, through that. that. So. So there definitely is something that's there. Now, again, part of what and I'm speaking specifically about a, a psaac that was written and signed by uh, Rabbanim and Dayana from a city that we both uh, shared uh, our experiences in. We both lived in for quite a while. Uh, that was out of Chicago because when Illinois was going to legalize marijuana, so Rabbi Shmuel first, Rabbi Onarese, Rabbi David Zucker, uh, Rabbi Onarese, Rabbi Rabbi Zev Cohen, uh, they wrote a, a, a letter in which they primarily pushed the the first actually paragraph of the letter was the second one actually the Psak of Ramesha from Yerudea. Now Ramesha of course wrote this in 1973, and in light of what you just said about seeing marijuana on par with other sorts of um, power of a type of things, if not right. Ramesha of course that talks about uh, the, what was happening in Yeshiva Bochum that were that were smoking marijuana. Um, hashish, he calls it, hashish and marijuana. And of course, he says that he ends up saying it's one of the surim chamurim. And I think everybody uh, uh, has been quoting this Shuvah Ramesh. There's a lot of chidushim in there, of course. Um, uh, Ramesh speaks about what it does to your mind. He speaks about what it does to your goof. Uh, he says that if, if, if it does something to your mind, it not only stops you from learning properly, <laughs> but he says it stops you from doing mitzvahs properly as well. But then, I think the biggest condition of Rav Moshe, it's very typical of Rav Moshe to say this, is that he says that 
based on the halachas of Ben Seder Moira, where what we have is someone who is put to death, but he's only put to death after he becomes an addict of Altaifa. So Rav Moshe holds that any type of thing that you do that generates within you a taiva that's more than normal. He says, if it's for Achila Vishdiya, then that's Ben Seir Moira. But he says it definitely applies if it's a taiva for something not Achila Vishdiya. Uh, if it's a taiva for having more marijuana, more hashish, as he would say. So he says, it's clear, he says, you are uh, uh, the Isra Ben Seir Moira. He says, I'm not going to say you're going to get Makis, but it's definitely that Isra Chomer, uh, the way he says it. And uh, that has really been that Rav Moshe, whether it's set out the way I just explained it or not, is what everyone has been waving the flag about. That, and again, it was written in 1973. Would you want to say now that the medical evidence uh, goes against that, and that that, that 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 you don't become this overwhelming Baltaiva? I mean, I'll, I was, and I remember guys in my high school and other places and kids that I taught when I would see them, and you know, they want the munchies and things like that. They when you knew they were smoking weed, you knew that they something was different about them, and they were, in a sense, not the same people. So, well, I have to tell you, I was once in a house. And I went to the freezer, and uh, there were in the um, in the freezer there were brownies. Yeah, okay. And I figured, okay, brownies is a good snack. So later on, I found out that the brownies <laughs> that I ate were a certain kind of brownie. Wow, uh, this this has been the revelatory risco d'alaisa. So now, we know that you want mushrooms, and then you had brownies without realizing it, and you took a trip somewhere with those brownies. No, I was so poor, disappointed with garnish, nothing. Oh, it, it did nothing for you. Yes, did nothing. It was so. It, so, so you believe that perhaps so information. I don't think it's a, it obviously is not. Uh, it said later, though. Oh, you have to have a few times for the van back. I, uh, maybe yes, maybe no. But the point is that I, I didn't see that uh, it, it was such a tremendous, you know, um, a such a tremendous problem. So, you, so Rav Yosef Kavriel Bechafer here on this incredible podcast site of Rizpah Daraisa is willing to say that the truth of Ramesha might have been based on the situation then or maybe incorrect uh, medical information and that perhaps we should stop saying that if somebody begins or uh, periodically uh, imbibes or smokes marijuana, that he's been over from the Surim Hamurim from the Torah. You would like to say that that's not the case. It seems not. I guess, uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever tried brownies, so I don't know. <laughs> Here. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Right. I, you know, maybe somebody gave him something, you know, to save you off. It's hard to know. Side, you're never going to tell. What, what, yes, you know. well, we all know that some of those troopers at the end of his life, some people have questioned about uh, whether it was Ramesha writing them or not. Maybe he was under the influence. I mean, it's a terrible joke to say as we come to his yard site, of course, uh, this week, as you'd give him uh, Monday is going to be Ramesha's yard site. Again, I, I would say, look, um, you know, let's get back to the other point. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a big hullabaloo about getting drunk on board. Um, but however, I, I think we're both on the same page here that it's somewhat uh, hypocritical and duplicitous for the same people who are engaged in kiddush clubs to be so negative about uh, allowing marijuana use. Correct? Uh, do you think people are so negative anymore? I mean, that's like kind of like a passe at this point. What? Towards kiddush clubs or towards marijuana? Marijuana. 
Um, yeah. Okay, look, let me ask you a question. You know, let's say you discovered, let's go back, let's assume we're 20 years younger and our kids are much younger, and we discovered them, you know, marijuana cigarettes and the fact that they were in the back, uh, the backyard smoking marijuana. Yeah, we'd be you, very pleased, but that was a different door. Yes. So, so you think today, uh, for your 8 o'clock, if you discover uh, in the next 5 or 6, 7 years that they happen to take a puff or something like that, you think there's really nothing uh, too difficult about that, that that isn't something that you were too concerned. Right. Wow. Okay. Look, I, I, you know, I guess 20 years ago I would have jumped all over you, I think, on this because maybe I will right now. <laughs> because, you know, again, I, I, I do believe at the end of the day, we have a very rich endorphin-filled world, and that is obviously comes from even a theory and comes from ideas. Maybe it comes from podcasts that can get your brain fired up. But Lakara, going on whether whatever it is, and, and by the way, it, it could be you know, you know the the addiction to food as well, and, and that's really a little segue. I just want to say that that um, you know every week I'm sitting here uh, at our uh, I wouldn't say it's our studio, but it's A and H allows us. So I told uh, uh, the the A and H people that uh, it's not going to cost them anything, but since they're paying me to sit here at this point. That I think we should actually mention them and our uh, as a co-sponsor, perhaps of Risa Maybe that's side that they do are they are Abel's and Hyman, the makers of award-winning glad kosher hot dogs, salami, and sausages and deli meats, which are available at better stores nationwide. And of course, I say the product is great, but once again, when we talk about foods that give you uh, a a high, so to speak, uh, an endorphin release, I think that what we need to say is. We have options, and, and, and it's true. A person needs manucha. We always talk about mitzvahs. We talk about people to sometimes take it easy, to take vacations, to perhaps indulge in a way that is as dense. But I think that there's a, a, an issue when it's something that, like marijuana or something, it's almost like saying, "I know that you need to have this escape," and I think in a way it's admitting that we don't have the facilities in our own structures to allow a person to feel good about himself and to feel fun and to feel a sense of, of simcha or a sense of, of being in a different place. So I'd say I, you know, I, I should, you know, both of these should be something we should look down upon and we should condemn. Again, so I'm going to go out against you on this. I know. Kirish Club is, is a ta- taiva l'shem, taiva, and it's middle of davening and it's uh, Mrs. Daftora or the rabbi's speech. Both. This is some fresa ray, the shame fresa rights to be in novel bishusatayra. I don't think that the, the, if a person gets a pleasant feeling from uh, marijuana, it's not the same thing. Kamra berichoni pichin. It's just so, not the same kalus roish and bitol and uh, you know cynicism which goes into a kiddush club. Okay, I hear Kiddush Club, especially since it's happening, but what happens is that when you see these, uh, I'm not going to call them, you know, bulvanim, but when you see these people who are clearly post the Kiddush Club, you know, they are, they are swaying and, and, and they are, it's not so much that they've missed davening, but they've also turned themselves, you know, through the drinking. They've actually, you know, become less, uh, than they should and they've actually disturbed the whole Ruach and the spirit of Shabbos I think such a thing is also possible when somebody you know goes and uh, someone use, has recreation use of marijuana and I unfortunately I had a, a tenant in my house who was constantly I didn't realize it until I understood what that smell was but he was 
constantly, uh, you know, and he had a difficult life. I understand that, but it was it was it was good fair to have the person in the house, the the person. So, so, so I don't think, I think, Rabbi Yosef, I think you're wrong on this. I think the ability to say, ad kan is, is very, very difficult, uh, as far as this goes. What's, what's going to stop the person? Is, is, what's the safeguard? So, you know, I, again, I, I love Rav Moshe's Kiddush. I'm not sure if it's Ois Galton, but I would say that it's probably a good policy to keep on using Rav Moshe's this mallet uh, to stop, to, to keep this down. Do you think this is similar to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago about changing society? That this is flailing in the wind. We're not going to be able to change this, uh, no matter what we do. That this has already been. So you believe that the the legalization of marijuana is only a sim and muvak that society has been macabre. It's the same way they've macabre other sorts of uh, hanos, and they and you trust society to be able to keep it in check. Uh, yeah. I don't know. To the extent they keep drinking in check, they keep marijuana in check. Well, I, the one thing I would agree to you is that the criminalization of possession of marijuana is probably a uh, thing that needs to be eliminated. Because considering that we're not going to change society, the fact that we put the police to doing this instead of doing this, keeping the streets safe, uh, stopping people and checking them and, 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 and forcing people to lose so much of their lives and money in terms of defending themselves and criminalizing people and making people feel terrible about it. And that bunch, I agree with you. But I do think that we do have to have a terrorist stance and to make a difference between it. Yes, we have it between marijuana and other sorts of uh, hanos. I think that there would be a difference. Uh, the difference being, and I'm not going to say like uh, the robotum in Chicago because we have a tradition of it because I'm against uh, drinking as well. But I think that there needs to be a, a, a difference. There needs to be something where uh, we don't allow it to become something so safe and a, such a safe haven for this type of escape. I mean, we have we have so many escapes as it is, whether it's video, uh, binge watching, all the other things. And adding, uh, uh, you know, almost a seal of approval, Rabbi Yosef, I think is a, is a very dangerous thing, and I'm sort of really surprised. Uh, again, I know you've mellowed, and I appreciate that type of mellowing and maturing. But I think over here, I think you've stepped over the line as far as this goes. So, well, uh, I think you're wrong. So that's that. <laughs> well, uh, again, like I said, it's a bar- we should only have the suyos of simcha in, in other ways, in terms of the real adelayodims of uh, recognizing the das Hashem. Again, I, I, it, it seems to me that um, although I think some of the best chidushim I've ever heard are from people that have been uh, drunk on Purim, um, I'm not exactly sure if the same thing would happen uh, if they would be uh, high on marijuana. Right. I don't know. I don't know either. All right. All right. Well, no type of marijuana, only for mushrooms. All right. Well, we're going to try to work on that. I do have a good friend who is a, a mushroom maven, and I'm going to see if we can uh, legally or illegally. Meanwhile, um, enjoy A&H and all their meats, and I think that uh, you're going to find that uh, um, in moderation, it'll give you a lot of hano and tashem, simcha, and an oinig, uh that's kefi ruach hazal. Right. Uh, for our Purim edition of Risco de Raisa, remember uh, to like us on any of the podcast sites that you listen to and uh, send us some feedback, give us some ideas, and we'll be able to grow this community in the best possible way that gives you an open-minded and real discussion among people that really care about things. So, hopefully next week, as we said, a Freilichem Purim to everyone. We'll see everybody next week. Take care, Abisif. Good job, everybody.
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Yeshiva of Newark at IDP Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.